Hey friends, Ashton Gustafson here, and welcome back to another episode of Good, True, and Beautiful. Before we get going, I want to say this. Um, If you're here a lot, thank you. Super grateful for your energy and your presence. Uh, And if this is your first time here, uh, welcome. This is a random corner of the interwebs. Not so consistent. Sometimes it's more consistent uh, than others. Uh, but just a really quick bio on who we are and what we're doing here. Uh, we're just curious about what goodness, truth, and beauty is up to in the universe. There you go. Hence the name Good, True, and Beautiful. Uh, so wherever we find goodness, truth, and beauty, we affirm it. We talk about it. We share it. We pass it back and forth. Um, we dance with it. And, uh, yeah. So welcome. Super glad you're here. Today's episode, uh, this is, this, this is going to be fun. Uh, I want this to be an evergreen episode. That's what they say in the podcast world when it's something that's not date sensitive. <clears throat> an evergreen episode. And I have a couple of ideas and a poem, and we're just going to see where that goes. Uh, last episode was a bit of a riff slash rant, maybe a rant slash riff, uh, and today uh, we'll see where we go with this evergreen episode. So this podcast goes out to a couple of groups of people. Uh, the first one is uh, if you're traveling. So this is a podcast that if you are, uh, if you're in a new place, if you're um if you're out of familiarity, this is an episode for you. And then this is also an episode if you're stuck in familiarity. If you haven't left home base in a while. Um, if life has lost some of its electricity. Remember that last episode, Soft Eyes, we talked about that. If your eyes have hardened, if the brow is uh, a bit too focused, and everything's a bit too serious, and everything's on the line, and everyone's watching. Uh, If that's the space your mind is in at this time, uh, this is meant to be a freeing episode, one that brings you back, one that strikes the tuning fork, where you can realign, recenter, remember, and come back to that spacious place where life is electric again. And so I got a poem, and uh, I have three ideas. These ideas are this, an open heart, fresh eyes, and available ears. That's, that's really the name of the podcast, by the way. Open heart, fresh eyes, and available ears. Man, that's what we want, is it not? Um, and then I have a poem. And in all vulnerability, I'm going to share what's been the most powerful poem that's crossed my path. I found it a year or so ago. And I've been a little nervous to share it because you know when like you hear a song and you love it and you share it with someone and they go, "Yeah, that was, that was good." And they don't they just don't get it. They don't they don't they don't want to run out their front door Forrest Gump style like you did when you first heard that song. Um I'm always nervous to share things like this because I I, I want it to hit the way it hit me and I understand that there's that risk. 
but there's something to these words, and of course, the late Mary Oliver is who wrote them. Uh, she's moved me like no other. She's a guiding voice each morning for me. Uh, Mary Oliver, Rumi. I'm kind of in this rhythm. If, if you're if if you're curious, even you didn't ask, but I'll tell you, I'm in a rhythm of a morning routine right now that is like this cosmic jazz trio uh, of um, Anthony DeMello, uh, Mary Oliver, and Rumi. So you put those three together, uh, and you are striking a match near kerosene. That's all I can tell you. Uh, so, <clears throat> losing my way. Open heart, fresh eyes, and available ears. This podcast goes out to two sets of folks. One of you you're at the beach in Florida. You're overseas in Rome. You're at the ranch. You're in the mountains. Uh, you're traveling. You are somewhere new. And isn't it funny how newness always gives us a little bit more of an open heart and fresh eyes and available ears when we step out of familiarity? That, that, that's teaching us something. We should, we should probably use those notes that it's good to step out of familiarity. And then this also goes out to you who maybe you've lost, you've lost that love and feeling. Life has become just a bit blah, if you will. The routine, the monotony, the repetition of Groundhog Day, just the, the slug through your days and you're longing for something. You're longing for open hearts, fresh eyes, and available ears. Both of, both of these states of consciousness, I think, these words uh, can lay on some fertile soil and hopefully bring you uh, to a lighter and brighter place, or maybe even allow you to enjoy more of what you've been entrusted, whether it is in the monotony or it is in the new fresh place that you're at in this time and space. So the poem, and we're just going to run with it, and then we're going to see uh, where Mary helps us dance into this idea of open hearts and fresh eyes and available ears. The poem is called Redbird Explains Himself. Redbird Explains Himself. Yes, I was the brilliance floating over the snow, and I was the song in the summer leaves. But this was my only first trick. I had hold of, among other mythologies, for I also knew obedience, bringing sticks to the nest, food to the young, kisses to my bride. But don't stop there. Stay with me. Listen. If I was the song that entered your heart, then I was the music of your heart that you wanted and needed, and thus wilderness bloomed there with all its followers, gardeners, lovers, people who weep for the death of rivers. And this was my true task, to be the music of the body. Do you understand? For truly, the body needs a song, a spirit, a soul. And no less to make this work, the soul has a need of a body, and I am both of the earth, and I am of the inexplicable beauty of heaven where I fly so easily, so welcome. And yes, this is why I have been sent to teach this to your heart. 
Thank you, Mary. <clears throat> Let's hit that again. You need it again. If you don't, if, if there, there's there's too much in here, and we could di- dissect this for a year, but we're, we're going to just run through it a bit. The red bird explains himself, and 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 maybe maybe let's let's do this. Um, if you're traveling, or maybe you're stuck in the monotony and you just need to walk around the block, think about that moment when you're available enough, when your heart is open enough, when your eyes are fresh enough to where you actually. You take in the red bird, you see the cardinal, and you stop. You know, our, our, um, our benediction here every week is paused by the orchid. Listen to the bluebird sing and be loved. It, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's an invitation to the things that open the heart. They keep the eyes fresh. They, 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 they allow the ears to be available. They allow you to take in things. Redbird explains himself is is helping us engage the world subject to subject and not subject object. Oh, look at that redbird. That's cool and you move on. Redbird explains himself and this is one little metaphor, but but if you allow this metaphor in the back door a bit, it'll kind of marinate and then the orchid will do the same thing. And then the, the, the random bluish ocean ring around your daughter's eye will stand out and speak to you, and, and you'll get lost in it for 45 seconds in a way that you haven't before. And then the breeze will just dance across your skin as you're randomly in that contemplative state, just walking to your car, and, and you'll go, I, I'm, I'm in something. I'm, I'm, there is... There is something in which I'm living and moving and having my being. Life stops being subject-object, and it starts being subject-subject, this I-thou relationship with everything. This is, this, is, this is the beautiful invitation of being human. And it's hard to step out of that judgment brain, the... the, the, the um, the binary brain, the dualistic mind that critiques everything, labels everything, judges everything, categorizes everything, names everything, to actually see, I think his name was Paul Valerie. Forgive me if I'm getting that wrong. He once said, to see is to forget the name of the thing one sees. To see is to forget the name of the thing one sees. When you are in that beautiful, open heart, fresh eyes, available ears state, you're forgetting names and you're taking in essence. Oh, do we not need practices and contemplative ways that teach us how to forget names and take in essence of all things, of all people, of all parties, of all creatures, and just have that subject-subject relationship. Pardon me, I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm a windy road today, but here we go. Let's do it again. Redbird explains himself. Yes, I was the brilliance floating over the snow, and I was the song in the summer leaves, but this was only my first trick. I had hold of many other mythologies, for I also knew of obedience. 
bringing sticks to the nest, food to the young, kisses to my bride. But don't stop there. Stay with me. Listen. If I was the song that entered your heart, then I was the music of your heart that you wanted and needed, and thus wilderness bloomed there with all of its followers, gardeners, lovers, and people who, de- who weep for the death of rivers. And this was my true task, to be the music of the body. Do you understand? For truly the body needs a song, a spirit, a soul. And no less to make this work, the soul has need of a body. And I am both of the earth, and I am of the inexplicable beauty of heaven where I fly so easily, so welcome. Yes, and this is why I've been sent to teach this to your heart. And so Mary is inviting us to an open heart and fresh eyes and available ears to the smallest and what at times can seem so meaningless, simple redbirds that crosses our path. The redbird can just be a cool-looking redbird in a tree that's chirping. Or it can offer a song that was already stirring in your soul. Remember when she said, don't stop there, stay with me. Listen, if I was the song that entered your heart, then I was the music of your heart that you wanted and needed. And so this is the great invitation of a pause. And if you're traveling and you're not in that place of familiarity, chances are you're seeing different things. Diversity does things to us. Randomness, things that aren't typically in our path, it, it, it rattles the cage a bit. It, and if we're honest, it cracks the heart open a bit. It, it rubs the fog off of the eyes. It, it removes the earplugs. It allows the ears to be available. And you take in different things. This is why you have a different smile when you're traveling. It's not that you left your problems and they're back at home. It's that this newness, this diverse experience, this out-of-routine land that you are occupying, it wakes you up a bit. And all of a sudden, things aren't so black and white. Things aren't so labeled. The categories vanish a bit. Oh, that's new. That's a dish I've never tasted before. That's a view I've never seen. What is that cacti I've never seen before? And, and all of a sudden, you, you have this beautiful nomad wandering mind. You're, you're, you're in wonder and awe, which is what you've always been after. But friends, the good news is this, is that you don't have to buy a ticket to find the Redbird. You don't have to get on a plane. You actually don't have to leave your regular routine and schedule and that monotony that's driving you crazy. You actually just need a contemplative stance that opens the heart, that allows the eyes to be fresh, and makes the ears available.
my senses are, and you know, that, that there's all these legends of Mary and how she would leave her front porch each morning with a notepad and just walk through fields, nap randomly under trees. You know, all, nature constantly was singing to her, and she was, she was trying to put language to that which was communicating to her, her subject-to-subject experience. You don't have to leave the life you've been entrusted to have an open heart, fresh eyes, and available ears. It's actually available right now. And the question is, are you finding ways, disciplines, practices, routines, rituals that allow you to shed all of the ego that you put on each day, dissolve the roles that you've worked so hard to occupy and fluff on a business card and put on a website? Do you have practices and disciplines and routines that allow you to not buy your own PR? And when that happens, the universe starts to sing. You breathe a little bit slower. You, you, you move into that contemplative space where everything isn't an exchange of what can that do for me? What can you do for me? What can that moment do for me? What can that meeting do for me? What can going to that party do for me? You leave all of that, and you actually become available. The ears start to hear the song of the universe that always has been, always will be, and always was. And people say, what is that song? What is this song you're talking about, Ashton? It's the song that says yes, 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 all things are working for good. What if that's true? What if the frustrating stuff at the office is working for good? What if the heartache in a relationship is actually working for good? What if the thing that went wrong yesterday is working for good? Do you, do you see how more open the heart is to take in the asymmetrical things that happen every day, the imperfection that happens every day. And when this happens, you then start understanding the paradox that life is. That sometimes you know some things, and sometimes you're confused as ever. And sometimes you feel powerful, and sometimes you're as weak as you've ever been. And we all know that the great traditions of the world for eons have always said the collision of opposites is where we find the life that we boast all the more gladly in our weakness so that a power may come into and through us. That it's by losing our life that we find it. Unless the grain of wheat dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it will bear much fruit. And so, there is our invitation. For openness. Even in the midst of your familiarity and your routine. And so to the traveler today, I say, 
enjoy, take it in, take it all in, take notes, allow that diverse experience to do something interesting for you. To the one that's at home, hasn't left the block in a while, there is a world that's an open heart and fresh eyes and available ears. If you're lucky, a random red bird may open that door for you. But don't stop there. Listen. Listen for the essence of things. Allow yourself to penetrate the illusion of everything that comes before you to where you can actually touch the essence and that which is real. I heard Eckhart Tolle say last week, um, uh, uh, oh, I'm going to mess it up, and I think I totally forgot it. Uh, what is... Oh, shoot, I forgot it. Anyway, it was about th- actually things that are deathless, like what is actually true in life can never die. And what never was actually true really didn't ever exist. It was an illusion. I'm paraphrasing. But the red bird's waiting to explain himself. So is the orchid. So is your children. So is your spouse. So is life. So is the random tree in your yard. It's all singing to us. The red bird is just one trillionth of something that can communicate to you, but it's all singing. And some may say, Ashton, is this pantheism? Are you saying that God is all of these things? I'm not saying that. This is panentheism, that God is in all things and we are all in God. What an amazing, amazing, beautiful truth that you can allow to rest in your cells, in your bones, in your heart, in your soul today. That you are in something in which you live, move, and have your being. If you're stuck in familiarity, you're there. If you're on a vacation in the mountains, you're there. You can't outrun the thing that's trying to communicate to you, with you, in you, and through you. And so, friends, this is the good news. That open hearts and fresh eyes and available ears, they're available to all of us. And you don't have to go on a trip to find them. You may just need to take a walk around the block. And perhaps there could be something singing that song that was already the song in your heart that you needed to hear. And my senses are that you will emerge from that place as a lighter and brighter soul. You will leave the dualistic mind. You'll put it aside. You'll put on what our tradition, the tradition I'm from, calls this this mind of Christ, which is this panoramic, full of color, diverse, open, fresh, spacious, and available mind. Isn't that the mind we need today? And through that mind, my senses are, your eyes will take in a new world. A new world. And when you think of mind, don't, don't, don't think of mind in the way that we do. J- j- think more of consciousness. 
of a way that you're seeing the world. Oftentimes, when uh, uh, Father Richard used to teach that when we're in our mind, we're never at peace, and when we're at peace, we're never in our mind. I think that's true. This is, this is an invitation to move out of that mind into your heart space. And from there, that unoffended, always a glow, always bright place will emerge, and that is who you were destined to be. It's who you've actually been all the time, by the way. We just have to remember it and emerge from that splay, from that pace, from that space, excuse me. An open heart, fresh eyes, available ears. Friends, as you approach this week, may you allow the red bird to explain himself. May you pause by the orchid. May you listen to the bluebird sing. May you hear the universe offer itself to you, communicate itself to you, where it says yes, where it says beauty will save the world, where it says all things are working for good. May we all tune up into something so random, so beautiful, and so lovely that we can't help but share it and enrich the lives of those that we've been entrusted. Namaste, grace and peace. Till next time. Thank you.